Hey, this is Mike Missanelli, and you're listening to the Feed the Embiid, the number one Sixers podcast in America. Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. Best big in the league, and it's no debate. Booze from the haters, point him to the exit. I guess every franchise needs its process. Every franchise needs its own process. Coming down the lane, yeah, watch your head, yeah. We post a every game, yeah, get your Kodak. Once he gets you under the basket, you better just pray. Hit you with the jab step, knock down, lock from Ben. Get out the way, and one, let the fans know it. Yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, the three is going in your eye. If you mess, you better get back. Cause if the bees, there won't be a putback. Keep all that trash out of the paint. Cause the bees will put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer, and he take no prisoners. Yeah, dump off from TJ. Call it the feed to a bee. Good evening, everybody. This is the Feed to Embiid. I am your host, Austin Krell. And we, this is the first episode of the regular season. And I am so excited to be back talking about this team with you guys. And we are two games into the season. Two games in. Um, I apologize. I should have had the first two episodes up quicker, or the first episode up quicker. But, um, you know, uh, things with, with, my, uh, with my primary job. And uh, I was at the game on Wednesday, so I didn't really have enough. T- I didn't have a ton of time to do um, to do episodes, um, and you know, just very busy. But now here we are. We are two games in, and this is the first episode of the season. And let's get down to work. So, Celtics on Wednesday at home. It was the season opener against the Celtics, um, and as you can expect from really most teams that are that have undergone roster turnover. It was pretty ugly early on, and really throughout the game, um, neither team really shot well. Um, it was turnovers, missed shots, and just sort of trying to get an active feel for your teammates while also trying to win a basketball game is not easy. So it was just sort of like bear with it and uh, yeah, just enjoy that the season is back. But this isn't going to be a pretty affair, and it wasn't. Um, ben Simmons, uh, he was dominant in this game without a jump shot. He was dictate. He was able to dominate just by dictating pace, and he was finishing at the rim better than he has in the past against the Celtics. Granted that Al Horford was there in the past, and he was on Ben's team uh, this time around, but he was he was finishing through 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 traffic better. He was sort of uh you know he was moving it as quickly as he usually does, but he was able to control his finishes, and he was just aggressive. He was hunting for for the rim. He was not discouraged. And it was really, um, it was a welcoming sight. It was a welcome sight to see for Ben in his in, in his season opener. He had twenty four points, uh, nine rebounds, eight assists, I believe. Um, Al Horford was just getting used to his role. It felt like, and I, you know, obviously, I can't blame him. A lot of his touches came in like the mid post area where he was jabbing, um, you know, a, a a quick move and then a, you know maybe a turn and then a, a finish. Or a, he was pick, he was picking popping a lot. Um, the, the jumpers weren't falling for him in this one, and I, you know I get it. It's 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 uh, you know a lot of emotions. 
just trying to get get a feel. So it's whatever. The Sixers in this game, their their defense on Kemba and Tatum, I thought would be key. Gordon Hayward had 25, so he got his. And really, it was just about him sort of running the pick and roll and dominating that. And he was getting a lot of looks from the mid-range, and he was cashing in on them. Um, I probably didn't key on him as much as I should have, but he was, he was very effective in this in this game. Um, Jason Tatum and Kemba were my main concerns. Tatum, I don't want to see get too confident and get too many looks in a row to fall. And it, that it didn't work out that way. He, he was... Uh, largely kept at bay. A big part of what that was about was just giving him a bunch of different looks, different primary defenders, different uh, you know di- different strategies. They were cutting him off baseline, cutting him off middle, making him uh, attack left, making him attack right. It, it just it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same solution for him every time. He had to change up his approach a lot, and that sort of kept him off his game. They were also going under screens with with, with him a lot. And that helped. Um, just he had to rush his jump shot, and for a guy that has sort of a a very long load up, I guess I would say, it, it it bodes well if you can make him have to rush that. And he did. He still got his points, but it, they weren't. It, it wasn't nearly as uh, catastrophic for the Sixers as as it has in the past. Kemba, uh, the Sixers struggled around screens with him. He was getting a lot of sort of open looks, but they were sort of rushed and quick, and he knew that they were coming. So he was just missing a lot, but he shot four of eighteen. Um, the Sixers haven't been that lucky with him in the past, so it was a little bit of the defense putting pressure on him. But it was also him just missing shots. And I thought the game plan for Kemba probably wasn't what I would have done, but it won the game. So what what can I say? He shot four of eighteen. Um, Joel Embiid sprained an ankle in this game. So did Mike Scott. Joel would miss Saturday Saturday night's game against the Pistons. Mike Scott would be available. Joel is questionable for tomorrow night versus the Hawks in Atlanta. Um, they say due to a lacerated lip as well as the ankle, he hurt his lip on in, in the season opener, but he was able to play through it. Speaking of Mike Scott, the bench production, uh, it, I might have overestimated the bench a little bit. I think they got a long, long way to go with their bench. Um, just Mike Scott really wasn't giving you a ton in the season opener. Had a couple open looks, wasn't wasn't dropping them. Um, James Ennis is sort of a wild card at all times. Matisse Thibel, as elite as he is defensively, the offense is going to take him a little while, I think, to get used to, and that's fine. I would expect that from 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 a, from a guy uh, who's a mid twenties pick, and his role is to be defensive anyway. Um, Joel was not very engaged in this game. I thought. Times where on defense he was getting tricked and duped into and, and leaving Cantor open under the rim, and Cantor got a couple easy finishes off that. Uh, when it counted, Joel stepped up and he helped them sort of pull away in this game. But I thought largely throughout the game on both sides of the ball, he wasn't his usual self. He wasn't sort of trying to go out there and dominate. And I'm sure there's probably some instruction from Brett Brown there to not try to dominate, but I also think that for whatever reason, he just wasn't exactly into it like he usually is. Um... And so, you know, whatever. We'll see him again soon, and um, and it, he'll he will be fine. Um, onto the Pistons now. No Blake last night against Detroit. He was out with a hamstring. He's expected to be he's he's expected to be back in the first week of April or not April. Jesus, November. Um, and Embiid was also out with the ankle. 
one thing that was that became very apparent last night was that Horford clearly is a power forward. He wants to be a power forward, and that's why he signed with the Sixers. He's not trying to be a center. He Drummond wasn't great against him. Like Drummond can get twenty rebounds, twenty points on any given night. That wasn't him tonight. It was uh, last night. It was like a, it was he had eleven and seven. And that's not bad, man. You know that isn't great, but against Embiid, he'll have like four and two, and then he'll foul out in like eighteen minutes. Um, but it was a lot of it was offensive rebounds and putbacks, which hurt the Sixers when they were trying to make runs. Um, and that was also obviously frustrating, and that sort of compounds what your like what your memory of him is in the game. And so he kind of it kind of felt like he was more dominant than he actually was, but he had a. A better game against Al than he does against Joel. So you know, and Al clearly was was just a clearly smaller player than 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 Drummond is. So it's pretty obvious that Al should probably be designated as your power forward and not really. You shouldn't try to force him at center as often as as maybe you want to see him. You probably don't want to see him that often at center anyway because you have Embiid. But I don't think it's like you can play Embiid fifty six games and let him sit twenty six while Al plays center. I think that's going to hurt you, uh, you know, time and time. I think you're better off just aiming for, like, 16 games where MB doesn't play due to rest. Um, Tobias's role, I thought in the first game he looked sort of timid, shy, uh, not really confident. There were times where he was pulling himself. Like, he, he had the lane, he had the angle to attack, and he was just pulling back and he was passing the ball off. Wasn't trying to score it. Um, he eventually got a little bit warmer in the second half of that game. But last night he was sensational. Um, he had 29 points, 16 in the third quarter. The Sixers were down by 13. He brought them back in it by himself. I think he had 13 in a row at one point. Um, and so he was he was the, he was the player that you signed this offseason on that play. Or in, in that game last night he was tremendous. Uh, he, he The threes were falling. He hit I think three threes. In the third, I think four overall. Um, Josh Richardson, well, yeah, Josh was great in the first game. He had 18 points and he was really defending Kemba well. Second game, not so much. He only think he had like 10 points on four of 12 shooting. Um, Josh is going to be somewhat inconsistent with the scoring. I think between 10 to 20 points on any given night. Um, you know, I, obviously that averages up to 15. But I think what you're going to see from him is a finishing that you didn't have out of your shooting guard last year and defensive versatility that you haven't had against anybody in the last two years. And I think there are going to be nights where you don't realize the impact that he's having because the stats don't show it. But he's going to be one of the one of the most important pieces of this team. And we, we I think a lot of people know that, but I, I think his impact is far greater than what the stat sheet will show. Thibault is going to take some time to develop that offensive game. I, I said that earlier. Um, but last night he was, I think, like 0-5 from the field. Um, and a lot of turnovers when he had the ball. You you really don't want him to dribble at all if, if you can help it. Um, he just, first of all, he's not confident. He There were a couple of times where he missed, he missed the rim, and then he immediately was like, okay, I'm just going to swing this thing back out and reverse the ball. And that's fine. He's he's a rookie. He's gonna learn. He'll, he'll develop. It's it's not something that I'm worried about at all. Um, I just wouldn't get frustrated with him because he's 
his defense is what he's in the game for. He's an elite defensive uh, player, an elite defensive mind, elite defensive instincts, and you're you you have him in the game for that more than anything else. And so if he makes the occasional three, fantastic. If he if he's able to get open on 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 the occasional back cut and finish in the in the, in the finish in the lane, fantastic. But you're gonna have a lot of games where he just doesn't score. Like he'll have like three to five points, but he'll have like four steals. And he'll have blocks, and he'll ha- and he'll and he'll limit his man, um, and that's what I'm. That's, that's sort of what I'm expecting from him early uh, in this first season. Five points, but the the defense is going to be elite. He's going to turn you over. He had a couple steals last night that were just tremendous, and uh, I, he's going to b- play a huge role on this team as a rookie, which is going to be impressive. Which is re- pretty impressive considering that he was a late first rounder. Um. One one criticism I do have for Brett Brown is that the defense of Derrick Rose after the scre- after the screen was pretty atrocious. Uh, the Sixers were sort of like they, it wasn't even a hedge; it was just sort of like we're gonna give him open space to attack and utilize angles after he gets around the screen. And he torched the Sixers last night. Granted, there were times when he had Furkan Korkmaz on him, um, and so you know, everyone's gonna eat against Furkan. Shake's too young, so people are going to eat against Shake Milton. But I mean, they were giving Rose a ton of space, and and if and if they sort of if they played up on him at all, he you probably would have at least reduced his damage some. But he was getting anything he wanted. I think he had thirty points last night. Um, the bench guys, I think, um, with with the bench, you're just gonna have to play them as few minutes as possible and really try to just squeeze out every bit of positive impact you can have with this team because outside of Mike Scott and Matisse Thibel and Kyle O'Quinn this bench is pretty hard to trust I I mean Raul Neto gave you like two or three good minutes last night and that was all you needed from him um but Korkmaz simply can't play he couldn't be on the court um Shake Milton had a good game. He had a couple threes, um, and, and and he was just overall he had some some great plays in this game, and you needed that from him. Um, but it's gonna be like pick your poison and get any every single night. You, there's there's no one you can look at and say I, I believe in this guy on any given night. It, it's gonna be just okay. What are we lacking? Who can do that for us? Let's give it a try. Um, but. With with that said, um, this team is elite, and they feel elite. They they close out like an elite team. They, this game was they were down by thirteen in the third quarter. They got it. They they, they, they tied it back up. It, it it kept it close. And then in the fourth, they really pulled away late. Um, and it was it was really just a matter of focusing and effort, if you ask me. Um, ben Simmons really showed up in the fourth quarter. Had a couple of beautiful just attacks in full court. Just just put his head down and went, held, got the ball up high and just laid it up and in over guys. Um, he had a couple steals on inbound plays um, and he just read the defense well. He made the right play in the fourth and uh, was just critical in the Sixers hit, pulling away in this one. I think one of the go-to plays down the stretch for this team is going to be the Ben Simmons and Al Horford pick and pop. They did that. They ran that twice late in this game and Al hit a couple threes late to put the Pistons away. Um, by the way, Al had a huge fourth quarter. He w- he really wasn't great through the first 
I would say three and a half quarters. He only had like 12, 12 points. Um, and then the fourth quarter, he, he had like 11 more. And then with 23, 10, and 5, I think, on the night. So a great, great, great moment for him to step up and be the leader that this team needs him to be and knows he can be. Um, 2-0. A lot, there's more work to be done. The Sixers' three-point shooting is evidently going to be an issue until they fix it. Um, and I don't know that the players on this roster can fix it. It might just be about we got to go out and, and add a shooter. And, you know, I said this on the Madness podcast, which you can listen to on YouTube. Um, it's mad, the Madness with Rob Lange and Jessica Town. But I wonder how many games they're going to lose because of shooting before Elton Brand sort of caves in and signs a guy like J.R. Smith or makes a trade for a shooter because they just don't have one guy on this team who I can trust to be that consistent shooter other than maybe Tobias Harris. Um, but, you know, it's the, the shooting's going to be a problem. I think they shot close to 37% last night, and if they can do that or even be like a league average three-point shooting team, they're going to be just fine. They can do that. I have, I'm not concerned at all um, because their defense is going to win them so many games. But the, the shooting is going to be a wild card for them, and, a, and if it's inconsistent, you're just never going to know. It, it, there's going to be nights where it kills them, and there's going to be nights where, where it makes them just just a, a terror for teams to have to play. Um, but 2-0, two really good wins, one already without Embiid, and those are the wins you need. You need to win games without Embiid. If you can rack those up when he's out, then you're going to get that onesie because you're going to win games when he's when, he, when he's healthy and good to go. Um as always, thank you for thank you for listening to the feed to Embiid. We'll be back hopefully tomorrow night after the Hawks game. Uh, tip off at seven thirty in Atlanta. Do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Check out my boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hold under a second. It's also a tab puller, event puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information about the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra is spelled with a K. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the code TRUSTTHECOBRA10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid in its name are protected by U.S. copyright laws, reproduction, distribution, without my permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2019. Six years out 2-0 with wins against the Celtics and the Pistons. They'll be back in action on Monday night, 7:30 against the Hawks. And we'll be back. We'll be back here with the post game with post game uh, coverage following the final buzzer. I'm Austin Krell. Please subscribe and rate on Apple Pods. And as always, thank you for tuning into the Feed to Embiid. Have a great night.